Good morning, everybody. You're tuning in to the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Wednesday, June 21st, and I'm your host, Gabriela Silva-Ponte, reporting for CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto. First up, Ontario Premier Doug Ford announces his vote for Toronto's mayoral by-election. Uber releases a feature that will allow Ontario teens to request rides. Then, internet personality Andrew Tate was charged in Romania. Pakistan is expanding its search for human traffickers after the Mediterranean migrant boat disaster. And finally, rescuers are looking for a missing submersible with passengers on board. And then, of course, what would be the newscast without some weather updates and a special segment from Cindy. So with all this news, let's get started. A trigger warning on this episode as it will contain mentions of rape, sexual violence and human trafficking. Ontario's Premier Doug Ford announced on Tuesday at a press conference that he would be voting for Mark Saunders in Toronto's mayoral by-election. CTV News reports Ford said he is the candidate's sign on his lawn. He added, I'll be voting for Mark. That's just my opinion. He'd be the best mayor. Saunders was Toronto's first black chief of police, holding the role from 2015 to 2020. He failed to secure a seat for the Progressive Conservative Party in Don Valley West last election, reports CTV. Ford went on to say he'd work alongside whoever wins, regardless of dissimilarity. In relation to lead candidate Olivia Chow, Ford said, We go through the democratic process. She gets elected. I'll work with her. We'll sit down and come up with a common ground. The mayoral election is set to take place on Monday. Uber Canada is set to release a feature that will allow Ontarian and Nova Scotian teens to request rides. In a press release sent out Tuesday, the company said this would start today. Teens will be able to order a ride while their parents monitor them in real time, reports CTV. The release read, when a teen requests a trip, parents slash guardians will be notified, can watch the trip right in their Uber app, and contact their teen or the driver. Teen accounts must be enabled by a parent or guardian, and the rides will include audio recording, live trip tracking, and pin verification. The release added, only highly rated experienced drivers will be able to receive requests for trips with teens, and drivers can always choose to stop receiving these trip requests. What this could mean for wait times is unknown. CTV reports Uber announced this will not be a feature on Uber Eats. This pilot project was first launched in Innisfil, Ontario in 2017, then in Calgary in 2022, and in Western Canada and Quebec in May. Internet personality Andrew Tate has been indicted by Romanian prosecutors. His brother and two other suspects were also indicted on Tuesday. The charges range from human trafficking to rape and forming a criminal gang to sexually exploit women, reports CBC News. The four were held in police custody from December 29, 2022 until March 31st of this year and then placed on house arrest by a Bucharest court. A judge will decide today if their detention will be prolonged for another 30 days or replaced by a different, lighter measure, reports CBC. A sentence of up to 10 years is awarded for the rape and trafficking of adults in Romania. Tate is 36 years old. Pakistan expanded its search for human traffickers on Monday. This comes after a tragedy left more than 500 migrants drowned off the Greek coast last week. CBC reports many of these migrants were Pakistani. Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif's government declared Monday a day of mourning, 
which the nation observed. The Pakistani flag could be seen flying at half-mast, and many official representatives expressed their condolences. The drowning of the fish trawler that was packed with migrants is one of the deadliest ever incidents in the central Mediterranean Sea, CBC reports. A search and rescue operation has been underway since Wednesday last week. Pakistan's embassy in Athens has identified 12 Pakistani citizens rescued by the Coast Guard. Pakistani police are investigating three arrested traffickers in connection with the sinking. Pakistan's interior minister, Rana Sanula Khan, said all of the people involved in this tragedy will be brought to justice. Sanula Khan added that Sharif's government will fortify existing laws to include severe punishments for human traffickers. CBC reports the exact number of casualties has not been announced. Rescuers are in search of an Ocean Gate expedition submersible. The carbon fiber vessel entitled Titan went missing in a remote area of the Atlantic Ocean. It was set to document the wreckage of the Titanic and was initially put to sea at 6 a.m. on Sunday, reports CP24. Its oxygen supply for the five passengers aboard could run out by Thursday morning. The international rescue efforts are taking place in waters 700 kilometers south of St. John's, Newfoundland. CBS News journalist David Pogue, who traveled to the Titanic aboard the Titan last year, told CBC that the vessel uses two communication systems. One is text messages between the surface ship and the vessel. The other are safety pings emitted every 15 minutes. Both of those systems stopped approximately an hour and 45 minutes after the Titan submerged, reports CP24. Pogue said there are only two things that could mean. Either they lost all power or the ship developed a hull breach and it imploded instantly. Both of those are devastatingly hopeless. Other scenarios include the failure to deploy a mechanism entitled drop weight or a leak in the pressure hull. The U.S. Coast Guard tweeted Tuesday morning that it had searched a total of 10,000 square miles. Canadian research icebreaker Polar Prince continues to conduct surface searches through aircraft, reports CP24. The Canadian military also deployed sonar buoys to listen for possible sounds from the Titan. According to CP24, OceanGate CEO Stockton Rush told the Associated Press in June 2021 that the Titan's technology was, quote, very cutting edge and developed alongside NASA aerospace manufacturers. Authorities have not formally identified those on board. That concludes the news section. Here's Cindy with a special segment. Take it away, Cindy. Hello, CJRU listeners. It is Cindy Zogu, and welcome to the segment where I talk about nostalgic Canadian media. Whether it be TV shows, singers, or books, I'll cover it all. So, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse came out around three weeks ago now. We find out what comes next for Miles Morales as he reunites with Gwen Stacy and explores the multiverse. In honor of the new film, I'm going to talk about the first film in the series, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which came out five years ago. It may not seem nostalgic or Canadian, but I'll get there. When Into the Spider-Verse came out, it revolutionized the animation world. The 2018 film was directed by Peter Ramsey, Bob Fischetti, and Ronnie Rothman. What made the film so unique is that it's had its own distinct style that's very different from the Disney Pixar one we are so accustomed to in Western animation. It innovated new animation techniques and software just to make the movie possible. The films use a blend of hand-drawn 2D and 3D animation techniques. The movies also have visual effects that pay homage to the story's comic book origins. When talking about the film, director Bob Sacchetti said that it was difficult to deal with all that was already industry standard in film animation. In a 2018 interview with The Verge, 
He said that there are already algorithms set up that now, quote, do all animation stuff naturally. They all depend on certain things. We took a lot of those things out. We had to have people write new code and come up with new theories on how to make cloth move. All this in the weeds stuff that always prevented a new style. Spider-Man movies have been done many times before. So the reason the directors decided to go through so much effort was to make Miles' story truly his own. Animation was the ideal medium for the creators to do whatever they visually want with the movie. It could do so much more than live action ever could. Prince Kikedi also said in this interview, quote, We've seen it over and over, and I think that presented a really creative challenge. Everyone thinks they know the way Spider-Man was created. We have the same ingredients, but it's through Miles' point of view. So the fact that the directors decided to do their own thing was very risky. How would audiences perceive it? Would it be a waste of time and money? Would it be a box office flop? Well, luckily, doing their own thing worked. The style of the movie was very well perceived by general audiences and critics. The film ended up winning the Golden Globe and Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film. In fact, the movie had a 180-person animation team behind it, which was mostly Canadian. This is because the majority of the animation team worked for a company called Sony Picture Imageworks. It's a Canadian studio based in Vancouver, British Columbia. Sony Picture Imageworks is also the same studio behind the upcoming sequel Beyond the Spider-Verse. So if you go watch the movie in theaters like I did, or one it'll eventually get released on streaming platforms, remember this fact and let your friends know. Thanks a lot for listening. For CJRU 1280 AM, I'm Cindy Zogu. Thank you, Cindy. The weather for Toronto calls for a sunny day with a high of 25 and a low of 16 degrees. It is time to wrap up today's newscast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Happy Wednesday, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow with some more news at Morning Mixtape. It's CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Gabriela Silva-Ponte. Thanks for listening.